Welcome to the Industry 4.0 Podcast with Grant Tech. Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Industry 4.0 Podcast with Grant Tech, where we deliver a look into the world of manufacturing with a focus on stories and trends that lead to better solutions. Our guests share tips and outcomes that are going to help you improve productivity. I'm your host, Sam Russum, and today I'm joined by my colleague at Grant Tech, Brian Hayes. Brian, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Can I uh, ask you to explain to our listeners what it is exactly you do here at Grant Tech? Thanks, Sam. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and sure, I'm happy to introduce myself. So uh, I'm the director of Smart Manufacturing Solutions at Grand Tech. I've got 20 years experience working in the life sciences industry specifically in automation and information systems. At Grand Tech, I'm responsible for translating current trends in the life sciences landscape into actionable technical partnership opportunities, training plans, growth strategies, and products. I'm a member of the ISPE and the ISA, I'm on the ISPE Pharma 4.0 Special Interest Group, and within that group, I'm involved with the Impact and Maturity Subcommittee. Cool. And then, hey, probably worth mentioning, you're you're on my team, right? So, <laughs> so right. Uh, I, I run our Smart Manufacturing Solutions Department. We're all kind of focused on making these products and kind of these easy buttons for solutions in Industry 4.0 in general. And Brian, you focus on the, the life sciences industry and, and work on my team to help uh, bring solutions there. That's correct. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, hey, let's uh, get started and dive into it. Uh, we do always like to start with um, the most broad question we could start with, which is, what is Industry 4.0 uh, and what does that mean to you? Uh, for me, it's uh, it's kind of twofold. It's, it's actually one answer, but that answer has two implications. Uh, you know, for it, the, the answer is, I, I think Industry 4.0 is breaking down barriers and silos mm-hmm. in an organization. So, you know, bring, making the whole organization work towards a common goal, uh, you know. So, you know, the IT group, the, the operations team, the engineering group, uh, quality, validation, you know, they're, they're all not working in vacuums. They're working together. Uh, they're, they're, you know, collaboratively making decisions. And those silos also exist in a lot of organizations with respect to data. So Industry 4.0 is also breaking down those silos, uh, those data silos, which definitely helps with making decisions better. You've, you've, you've got a single source of truth uh, that spans organizations, spans systems, and um, you know ties everything all together and, and allows you uh, to make uh, yeah to make more informed decisions. Yeah, and um, one of the things that I noticed that you kind of said in your answer there that maybe some of our listeners wouldn't expect is. You actually didn't start with something that has anything to do with technology, right? Everything you kind of said in that first piece of this was all around kind of breaking down barriers and all kind of like people and process and that type of thing. And the, the data silos only kind of came for, for the second piece of that. So, I mean, I, I see that all the time, too, where people get really over-focused on that technology piece of Industry 4.0 and might not kind of think about all of the other impacts and benefits kind of in the organization that you're you're looking to achieve there, right? Yeah, that's right. It's... Uh... Industry 4.0 is not just about technology. It's always, you know, technology and using technology in the service of, of the organization, whether it's, you know, business and, or cultural goals that the company's trying to achieve. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and actually, and a great question to kind of direct over to you, right, kind of bouncing off of that is around, uh, so this is from a, an earlier question that we had from another guest uh, that kind of came in, but they were asking around what industry 4.0 means specifically for the pharmaceutical industry and how these trends in both the people process and the technology pieces of it have affected life sciences and pharmaceuticals specifically. Sure. Um, I mean, you know, the, the industry is very focused on risk risk to the product, risk, uh, you know, compliance risk. And they've always been reluctant to introduce new technologies just because, you know, of that, you know, fear of risk. But, um, you know, within the last, I don't know, five years or so, it's been exponentially growing the use of industry 4.0 type technologies. Um, you know, the ISPE created the Pharma 4.0 Special Interest Group to, you know, look at how the Industry 4.0 pieces would fit in with the, the pharmaceutical quality program and, and manufacturing of quality uh, products. Um, now you're starting to see a lot of pilots and proof of concepts and even, you know, some organizations that have been doing Industry 4.0 before it was Industry 4.0 are, are looking at, you um, you know, even expanding on some of the stuff that they've been using for a while and, and looking into to more emergent technologies to help them out. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, maybe to, to explain to some of our listeners, too. Um, so I heard you talking about how pharmaceuticals and life sciences are so focused on quality, right? That's one of the things that if I'm talking to my friends who don't, you know, don't work in manufacturing, they're always a little bit kind of surprised by that, right? Um, but really, it, is a, it makes a lot of sense, right? And in life sciences and pharmaceuticals for these medicines that we're putting into our bodies, right? There's a lot of regulation to make sure that you are making the right thing the right way, the same way every single time, right? Just because the, that risk and kind of what can happen if something is just a little bit off is a little bit different, if, you know, for uh, a cancer drug than it is a, a toy truck or something like that, right? So uh, yeah, I think that idea of quality and how that persists and is so um such a core tenant of everything you kind of do in life sciences manufacturing is something that's uh interesting to it to a lot of people and it's really kind of fascinating to think about how technology can really help to prove that general point to kind of rent again that you're making the same thing the same way every time that's yeah. right patient safety and product quality are paramount in the industry so it's it's you know, Industry 4.0 in pharma is looking for technologies that can, you know, help businesses manufacture better while keeping all of those uh, or those two, you know, central tenants in mind. Yeah, that's especially true kind of now. And as we're looking at the COVID-19 pandemic and kind of the huge explosion we've seen in focus around pharmaceuticals and life sciences kind of in that time, right? You have all these people that are still expected to produce these drugs with a much faster turnaround time than we have traditionally seen and still kind of maintaining that quality standard. And uh, the idea of doing that with a whole bunch of paperwork just seems so outdated these days, right? You're bringing in that industry 4.0 technology to, to help out. So um, with, with that kind of in mind, what is the biggest challenge that you're seeing for the manufacturers that you're working with in life sciences today? Um, I think the biggest challenge that I see with manufacturers is that they're they're really still in the early stages of getting their systems connected. They're still at that you know connectivity phase, I guess you would say. And if you look at the um, 
you know, the spectrum of being like a fully autonomous plant to, you know, at the very, very, very advanced side versus, you know, having a bunch of islands of automation or even no automation at the, the least advanced side. You know, they've got automation, they've got systems, they've got software. A lot of it hasn't been, uh, you know, connected yet. So they, they really need to, a lot of these companies are looking for ways to connect their systems to a central uh, you know, network and then be able to get that, that data out of those systems up into some you know, a historian or some other uh, you know, data storage paradigm to be able to then use that data. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, I like to think about it kind of like a car. Right. So like if you're um, if you buy a modern car, it is totally connected to itself. Right. It has all of these data and all these systems flying around to control the car, but it doesn't really talk to any other cars. Right. It's not talking to traffic systems or the highway or things like that. Right. And even if it's talking to like a GPS, it's going through a human medium like you to actually have that, you know, change the way the car is going. Right. So a lot of manufacturing plants work the same way. You get all this equipment that comes in, the equipment's connected to itself and knows how to talk to itself, but it's just a part of a much larger system and a production line and warehousing and all sorts of things, right? So getting all of these different systems to talk to each other to support the common goal and things like that, like that's really what we're talking about when we say islands of automation, this thing that like itself is very well controlled and very intelligent, but is not necessarily connected and talking to all the other parts of the system, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, so what is, uh, what's the first case study that comes to mind for you when we're thinking about industry 4.0 and where you've seen that make like a really positive impact for a real customer? Sure. Um, well, actually the, the first case study that comes to mind is a, as a project that, or a new facility actually that we, we helped a customer build, uh, you know, 15 or over 15 years ago. So this is like pre, it was doing industry 4.0, type of you know technologies before their industry 4.0 was was a thing right before before it was named and and you know became marketed and and mm -hmm. so on so in this case the client was building a new site they had a site that was they wanted to base this new site off of but that site was was like an auto, islands of automation type of a site and they wanted connectivity. They wanted to connect the plant to their ERP system. They had just rolled out SAP. And, you know, they thought, why do I want my operators, you know, performing an action that having to go to a terminal, punch a bunch of stuff into SAP? Um, you know, I want to be at them to be able to move materials around with the push of a button. Um, they also wanted to remove as much paper as they could. You know, at that time, there wasn't, uh, you know, they couldn't go completely paperless, but, you know, there was, there were opportunities for them to, to eliminate some of the, uh, the papers that were, were typically fly around in a pharmaceutical plant. Um, and then they just wanted to, to break that boundary between manufacturing and, and the IT world. And, you know, so um, we used an early Rockwell product at the time to connect their PLCs and the SCADA systems up to their ERP. So the like level zero, one and two mm -hmm. up to level four. Um, and, uh, you know, this allowed the operators on the plant floor to, you know, they could click on a wireframe, wireframed issue uh, image of a bin. Mm -hmm. They would call that bin, you know, which in the back, you know, the back uh, wires would connect to the ERP system, find the empty bin, connect to the system and interface to the AGV to, uh, to pick up that bin. And all of this was happening behind the scenes. 
Um, their ASRS system, they also had an ASRS system and it was connected. Um, it was a completely automated plant, connected all levels of the stack together. Um, it was built 15 years ago, it's still going strong. And, uh, you know, it, actually comparing to that other sister plant, you know, which is all manual, you know, there's two to three times more productive and, and all of the product coming out of it is high quality. Oh, that's awesome. It's great to have those kind of numbers and the comparison to another plant there too. Uh, I think it's really interesting that kind of, you know, as we're talking about Industry 4.0 in this case, that like we're spanning everything that seems like simple and kind of like a no duh, everybody should be doing that in terms of like taking paper and putting it on glass, right? I think that's a lot of people would be shocked to kind of know how much paperwork is still flying around on these plant floors, right? When really we do have digital options for a lot of that. But at the same time that we're talking about, oh, these paper forms should go into to tablets and computer terminals. You're also talking about AGVs, automated guided vehicles and ASRSs, right? Automatic storage retrieval systems, these huge robotics complex systems that were really pretty unthinkable, um, you know, just a couple of decades ago. So it is kind of interesting kind of, that part of this is that type of computerization, iPhone, iPad, you know, the human interaction piece, but it is also like this tie to big, heavy industrial robotics and sensors. And it is that AI cloud piece of things too. Um, it can really cover a lot of ground. And, and you said you did this 15 years ago too, right? I think that that's um, a little bit further back than a lot of people think of when they think uh, Industry 4.0. Yeah, we, we borrowed a lot of technologies from other industries. You know, AGVs were used at the time a lot in food and beverage and automotive, of course. Um, so they, you know, the customer was you know, really focused on efficiencies. And so they weren't afraid to, to look at some of the technologies used in other industries and deploy them, you know, inside their own uh, four walls as long as we were able to ensure the the product quality and patient safety right yeah yeah and we we definitely succeeded there so cool that's awesome and um okay so next kind of question around industry 4.0 and like what is the appeal to those executives right what are the people that are kind of making those decisions deciding where to invest their money what is it around the industry 4.0 technologies that really piques their interest um, I think, well, focusing on the pharmaceutical industry, it's, you know, shorter time to market is the probably the biggest one, especially right now with, you know, as you said earlier, the pandemic and trying to get products released and and manufactured and, and ready to go, you know, so that like as early as possible. Um, and of course, the executives are always thinking about dollars. And so efficiencies gained too by uh, the implementing those technologies. Uh, and then, and then of course, right first time quality is a big one, producing, you know, as little scrap as possible, um, you know, eliminating manual error is another big one, um, democratization of decision making, you know, this all kind of sounds like buzzwords or buzz phrases, but all of these things translate into money earned earlier or spending less money, um, you know, and so executives are always focused on that bottom line, right? And so that, that type of stuff appeals to them. Yeah. And, and along those lines, right. You're, so you're right. There's a bunch of buzzwords out there, like kind of all of these tools that we have to solve problems, but, but that kind of is the key, right? We're not just doing this for fun. I like to say it is kind of fun sometimes, sometimes it's fun. Um, but you know, we're doing this to solve real problems and kind of improve businesses, right? So where are those buzzwords? Where are those technologies when we're applying those, what problems are really getting solved today um, with these types of industry for technologies? 
Yeah, and I mean, the engineer in me is gets excited <laughs> thinking about, uh, you know, robots and and connectivity and all that stuff. And uh, but yeah, it's you know the problems that that are you know getting solved are for for the customers, you know, the people out on the plant floor or the people uh, in their offices is you know, getting access to their data, data they either know they have or they don't know that they have it, um, you know, that, and going back to the, the point about improving digital maturity, you know, these guys, they want one place where they can go and they can see how their manufacturing site is performing, you know, and part of that is knowing, you know, what they have and what they need and, you know, getting what they have to a place where they can get this data and use it and do something smart with it. Uh, you know, 90% of the questions I get asked you know, by customers is, you know, how do I get the data up to where I need it? And then once I get that data there, how do I use it most effectively? And so that's mm -hmm. really the problem that we're, we're helping our customers solve. Yeah, see, and that, it, and it sounds kind of broad, but it actually does really resonate with kind of me and a lot of what I see too, right? I mean, in, in any business from the, the manufacturers that we work with to, to even our own business, right? I think that people always want better data, faster to be making more informed decisions, right? And, and in these environments that are constantly changing too, right? You know, one one industry 4.0 project is, might affect the data that you're getting from another. So it is this continuous process of, of updating systems and increasing that visibility to make more decisions about the next upgrade that you're going to get, which is going to get you better visibility and help you make better decisions. And it's this cyclical thing that we're doing to, to continuously improve all of our businesses and, and manufacturing operations. And uh, Brian, one thing that we always like to ask our guests is to, to pay it forward a little bit and try to uh, ask a question for one of our future guests uh, who's going to be on the show and uh, maybe answer some of your little curiosities as well, right? So uh, what do you want to hear us talk about on the podcast? And what should I ask some uh, future unsuspecting victim? Uh, well, Sam, I think uh, I think I want to you know learn about the impact of machine learning in the manufacturing industry. So I'd like to ask the person, you know, how has machine learning impacted them in their sphere of influence? Um, and if it's a manufacturer, have they started to leverage elements of machine learning? And how has it been received in the organization? Yeah, great, great question. Get a lot of buzz around machine learning. Um, always looking for kind of more examples of times that people have really used it and seen real results. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to going down and tracking, tracking down a guest that can uh, help us answer some of those questions. Cool. Well, uh, that was great. Um, thanks a lot for being able to join me uh, on the podcast, Brian. Um, I hope that all of our listeners enjoyed. Um, you had some really great insights. And uh, yeah, it's great to hear that life sciences perspective on the Industry 4.0 uh, domain. All right. Well, thank you for having me. It was great to be here. Yeah, awesome. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we would love to hear hear from you. So follow uh, Grant Tech on LinkedIn. Stay up to date with all the things that we're doing. Uh, subscribe to the Industry 4.0 podcast with Grant Tech, uh, wherever you do get your podcasts. Email any questions and feedback or any thoughts that you have on Industry 4.0 to info at grantech.com. And please be sure to join us next time on the Industry 4.0 podcast with Grant Tech. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.